Welcome to 12-Minute Talks, where important information is shared in a short time period. Learn from other business owners, entrepreneurs, and experts about what they do to help you find solutions to everyday topics in 12 minutes or less. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 12-Minute Talks podcast. I'm excited to have with us today Kenneth Dutman. He's a CEO. Uh, did I get it right or no? I can I can repeat it. That mean, I said it right. All right, so let's start that again. I'll cut it out. Don't worry. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 12 Minute Talks podcast. I'm excited to have with us today Kenneth Detman. He's a CPA helping businesses with employee retention credits. Kenneth, thank you so much for being on today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I think uh, we live in a world with a lot of confusion and a lot of ads and things. And as business owners, sometimes we don't know what to do, right? So I'm glad that you're going to talk about this topic because it's something that I think um, we are being bombarded by, business owners in general. And and it's important, like I always say, to make an informed decision. So uh, Kenneth, before we get into who you help and how you help them, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about how you got started in this industry? Sure. So Easy ERC has been around for a year and a half. Um, really, the employee retention credit has only been around for um, about two two and a half years. So I I began Easy ERC um, having previously worked for fourteen years in income tax advisory. So I was primarily helping private equity portfolio companies with all things income tax. And when the pandemic hit, um, my clients were looking to me to not just solve income tax problems, but all types of problems, including uh, helping navigate the, the various uh, stim- stimulus programs that were released as part of the CARES Act. Uh, we all kind of fondly remember the PPP loans. Uh, we all remember the stimulus checks that were paid to individuals. Um, and now we are more and more becoming familiar with this, this uh, employee retention credit program. So from March of 2020 through um, the middle of 2021, I was trying to balance my role as an income tax advisor with a, you know, the role is, you know, the new role of general, um, all things, you know, stim- stimulus, all things CARES Act, all things Consolidated Appropriations Act with my clients. And I realized that I really couldn't holistically provide, um, you know, the level of service I wanted to provide from um, an employee retention credit perspective because the program was so complex. So I, I, I decided to break off from my prior firm, Alvarez and Marsal, and form Easy ERC with my wife. We have grown from um, just, just three of us back in May of 2021 to over 40 professionals that are working on this full time. We have five partner firms that that co-brand with us that use our intellectual property. Um, all CP, all CPAs or accountants um, that that are that are basically doing this with us and leveraging our platform. Um, so you know we are going to continue doing this till the the very end. The very end is April fifteenth, twenty twenty five, when the program technically expires. Um, so you know, sort of my my path, my journey has been from. Um, being an income tax advisor to pivoting to a general uh, business advisor on all things COVID-related stimulus. 
And, you know, today you could call me a, a payroll tax credit advisor, uh, but all, all, all things within the payroll accounting tax world. Okay, good. So, I mean, I think it's, I commend you for seeing the need in, in the community and actually saying, you know what, I can't be all things to everybody and where are my services uh, more needed, right? Um, especially with something, uh, whenever something is new, right, it can be confusing and it can also lead to a lot of, unfortunately, um, things being done incorrectly. It could be, you know, one, people don't know what they're doing, two, it could also be intent intentionally being done, right? Um, so what are some ways that Easy ERC sets itself aside from its competition? So we we have positioned ourselves as a group of accountants and lawyers that are part of our, our leadership team. We are, we are the core part of our practice that is client-facing and is providing services. We are supported by a sales and marketing function. Yes, we have sales representatives. Yes, yes we have a robust marketing and advertising program. Um, most of the competition that you see out there is, is sort of that concept flipped on its head. It's a sales and marketing focused organization that treats accounting, tax, legal as a support service. So we, we believe to do this right, you know, the, the, the traditional model of an accounting or a law firm of um, being, being led by bona fide licensed credentialed professionals is a must. We believe that bringing in outside advisors, and in our case, almost every client um, that we serve, we bring an outside team of attorneys to write a, an external legal tax opinion um, behind our work to support it. Um, so really, you know, where, where we set ourselves apart is being licensed credentialed professionals, um, using third parties when necessary to validate our services. And at the end of the day, if, you know, there's a lot of firms out there doing this. If you compare, compare our work products, which, which is typically a 15 to 20 page substantiation package to some of our competitors, you know, one, two, three pages of very, very boilerplate reports that really don't tell the story that the IRS is going to want to hear in order to substantiate eligibility. Um, you know, it becomes very clear that we put a lot of effort, we put a lot of time, we put a lot of technical resources behind our work product. And as you mentioned, there's, you know, there's a lot of um, opportunity for bad players to, to enter this space. They're already here. Um, it's important to choose a provider that uh, is going to be with you here, do the right thing, and is also going to be with you down the road in the event that you ever need to, um, you know, work through this with the IRS. Right. Yeah, very, very important. So in other words, this isn't a cookie, cu cookie cutter, one size fits all type of program, right? Um, and so why don't we back up a little bit because we've just been saying ERC or employee retention credit, but maybe somebody listening might not know about it or maybe they've heard about it, but don't really understand how it, how that works. Of course. So the employee retention credit was the sister program to the paycheck protection program, which I imagine most, most of your listeners uh, are familiar and probably took advantage of the paycheck protection program. When it was released, you had to choose one or the other, employee retention credit or paycheck uh, or PPP. Most businesses chose the PPP. It was a higher dollar amount value at the time it was released. It was non-taxable. It was through the beloved SBA, not the IRS. Um, so 
not until around December of 2020, when the Consolidated Appropriations Act was passed, did businesses really start looking at the ERC, the CAA, was what retroactively changed that rule. So it was no longer PPP or ERC. You could take both. What is it? It is a payroll tax credit. It is refundable, meaning it's it's a cash credit. Um, and it is available to businesses that either had a financial statement impact as a result of COVID or had an operational impact. Businesses that were um, uh, had to change or modify the way they did business as a result of all of the COVID restrictions that we remember. The easy example is, of course, the restaurant that went from dine-in to delivery and takeout only or had capacity restrictions. If you are a business owner that had a restaurant that either suffered a, uh, a decline in, in your gross receipts or your revenues, or alternatively were subject to different types of restrictions due to COVID executive orders, then the payroll that you paid in the periods of time that you were suffering these impacts um, can, can potentially be returned to you in the way of this uh, payroll tax credit. So it is a 50 cents on the dollar credit in 2020 up to 10, 10, or excuse me, up to $5,000 per employee. So you can, you can claim up to 5,000 in 2020. In 2021, it moves from a 50 cents on the dollar credit to a 70 cents on the dollar credit. And it's available on up to $30,000 of wages in 2021, which means it equates to an up to $21,000 credit. So when you see these companies that are out there saying, we'll get you $26,000 per employee, um, that would presume that the, um, the, the particular business you're looking at is eligible across the entire um, uh, period of time that the credit existed, which that doesn't exist very often. Um, and it also assumes that significant wages were paid to those employees. Um, you have to have reasonably high earners to hit that $26,000 cap. Um, and so uh, this, is, this is administered through your payroll tax returns. It's done retroactively at this point. We're only looking back to say what did happen in 2020 and 2021. And it can result in, yes, an up to $26,000 cash credit to the, to, to the employer um, for, for, for having suffered those impacts. Right. Okay, so that, that breaks it down pretty easily, right? Who, who could qualify? Um, and not, not, to look, not to just be enticed by, you know, oh, this, but this person told me 26000 right. But like always, there's some fine print there that they're not telling you until months down the line or, <laughs> or whatever the case may be, right? I think right. it's like, uh, you know, for, for people who have kids, like, oh, we can give you this much in in the, the child credit, right? Like, correct. I don't correct. know, maybe, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, why don't you tell us about who your target audience, um, is it just restaurants or just any type of business that was impacted by COVID? So the credit is available technically to all employers, but in a, in a meaningful way, it's only available to employers that had under 500 full-time employees when looking at 2019 as the tested period. Um, so sort of looking, what, what did the world look like for this business pre-COVID? Obviously, 500 full-time employees is a lot of employees. It can result in um, significant amounts of credit when, when you're up uh, in that realm. But it's really available from anyone from one employee all the way up to 500 employees. Um, 
that either had, like I said, a significant financial statement impact. So the, the, the revenues really were down or, um, you know, the best candidates for this operational test are going to be um, anything you can sort of envision in a strip mall, retail, hospitality, um, uh, daycares are good candidates, uh, personal services like salons, spas, massage parlors are good candidates. Um, really any business where people are working in close proximity to one another, um, whether whether it's employees amongst one another or employees in close contact with customers, what are not good candidates, professional services, firms um, where you know you could pivot to a telework platform and, and really kind of operate in the same way. So and I came from a tax advisory firm. Um, we had to, yeah, go work from home and make some adjustments. But by and large, we could we could operate. Yeah, the, the business was still running. Yeah, it right. Makes sense. Banking's not great. Finance, insurance, professional services, tech. We can mostly do from home. Um, it's really those brick and mortar businesses, the ones that we all remember that did suffer, um, that are going to be the best candidates. Of course, great. And so, Kenneth, where can these um, business owners reach out to you to get more information? So the best way to get in touch with us is on our website, www.ez-erc.com. There's a questionnaire that's available right on the face of the website. Um, should take most business owners five minutes max to fill out. It gives us a sense of what their eligibility profile might look like. Are they saying that maybe their gross receipts were down, that they had an operational impact? Um, and then usually within an hour, somebody from our team, and oftentimes it's myself, We'll reach out to that candidate and walk them through um, both what we can do for them and also, um, you know, discuss the criteria that they would need to meet. Not everyone qualifies. Um, there are some there are some firms out there that look a lot like ours where I think legitimately everyone does qualify in their eyes. Um, the, the key in, in working with, uh, you know, in, with, with, a, with a firm to, you know, um, to trust and to hope that they're there with you to the end is you, you want to work with credentialed professionals. You want to work with pr professionals that had a reputation prior to the employee retention credit to protect, and will also have a reputation post-employee retention credit um, to continue to protect. Yeah, all very important things to look for when looking uh, to retain uh, these types of services. And like always, I will have all of the links down below. So anybody interested, either listening or watching the show, can um, click and, and follow um, to learn more about our guest today. And I just wanted to quickly introduce myself for those of you who don't know um, who I am. My name is Lorena Tomasini, and I'm the owner of Mom Life and Health Insurance Agency, where together with my mom, we help businesses and families uh, with their financial protection needs. Um, and Kenneth, I do have one last question for you. I, I appreciate this valuable content that you've shared. Um, you shared. You yourself have grown your own business. You said from you and your spouse to now uh, 40 employees, which is, that's a big jump, right? Most people stay in the 10, 20 range for a while until they start moving up. Um, what would you say is uh, good advice for like somebody looking to scale their business? I would say that, you know, the, the most important part of um, certainly my business and most businesses is human capital. So, um, you know, making sure that you surround yourself with people you trust, um, certainly de delegating as much as you possibly can as a small business owner. You know, the, the trap is to try to, to, to be the jack of all trades, to do everything. So 
Surrounding yourself with people you trust allows you to better delegate um, tasks and responsibilities to, to others, which allows you as a, as a uh, you know, CEO or the president or the, uh, the owner of a company to, to be as involved as you possibly can in strategy and growth um, and, and you know, ma maintenance. So you know, delegation is key and you know, human capital is key. Awesome. Great, great advice. Definitely. Um, well, Kenneth, it's been great having you today on the 12 minute talks podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, just, I would, I would, uh, echo my sentiments that it's very important to not just assume, um, that as a business owner, you are eligible because you saw, you know, you saw a television ad that said that you can get $26,000, um, per employee, um, the, the things really to, to be mindful of, the, the schemes that are out there um, involve convincing businesses that think they had a supply chain disruption. If you were a restaurant and you had trouble getting a hamburger bun or it cost you know, 50% more, it does not equate to eligibility. So the, the, the things to be vigilant for are companies that are trying to convince you that due to a supply chain disruption and due to the fact that CDC and OSHA apply to every business, that you are therefore eligible for the credit. That is not true. Um, keep your guard up. Work with professionals who you you know who you who you can look up and you can trust. Yep, like like we always say here, you know, make an informed decision with those that this is what they do all day every day, and not just like you mentioned, uh, you were around before the pandemic, so this isn't something. Uh, it is new, but it's not new. You know, it's it's obviously easier for a CPA to understand this. No, 90 percent plus of who's doing this right now, um, prior to ERC, was not working in tax, was not working in accounting. You have um, a whole host of very opportunistic entrepreneurs and um, and companies out there that are doing the same thing that that happened with the PPP. They're taking advantage right. of the program. Right. They are misleading customers. They are misleading businesses into thinking that they can. Um, be eligible for something they're really not um, right. and that puts them at risk and the problem is this mm -hmm. will go this will go away but the risk won't necessarily go away um, but the business that uh, advised them into 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 that risk uh, will probably be gone as well leaving just the business owner to contend with this with the irs or or you know uh, potentially worse well, yeah, very important things to to look out for there so thank you so much uh, kenneth for being on the show today it's been a real pleasure. I appreciate it, Lorena. Thank you for listening to this podcast and hope you will listen to the next one. I'm Lorena Tomasini and you can contact me via email life at malmins.com. Make it a great day.